0: Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. Our order of service will begin with the service of word and sacrament that is on page 26 in the front of our hymnals. For our opening hymn, we'll sing hymn number 537, Onward, Christian Soldiers. of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you.
1: And also with you.
0: God invites us to come into his presence and worship him with humble and penitent hearts. Therefore let us acknowledge our sinfulness and ask him to forgive us. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given His only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by His authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading for this 13th Sunday after Pentecost is from Jeremiah chapter 23 verses 23 to 29 a reading in which the Lord speaks very strongly against false prophets am I only a God nearby declares the Lord and not a God far away Can anyone hide in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. I have heard what the prophets say who prophesy lies in my name. They say, I had a dream, I had a dream. How long will this continue in the hearts of these lying prophets who prophesy the delusions of their minds? They think the dreams they tell one another will make my people forget my name, just as their fathers forgot my name through Baal worship. Let the prophet who has a dream tell his dream, but let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. For what has straw to do with grain, declares the Lord? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in alleluia the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart alleluia talks about potential trials that we may face in this life and divisions that could be caused because of our desire to stand up for truth and to stand up for Jesus. Jesus said, I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled for I have a baptism to undergo and How distressed I am until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on there will be five in one family, divided against each other, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. And daughter in law against mother in law. Reading that just strongly talks about how hard it is to stand up for Jesus and his word. We'll continue now with our next hymn, hymn number 547, 457, hymn 457, Fight the Good Fight. i consider today is our epistle reading from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 13. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live? Strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather heal. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who are our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow Christians who are running the race marked out for us. Oh, I would imagine that most of you know that I have it as a regular part of my routine to run about five miles a day, well, six days a week anyway. And I run that, well, of course, to try to somehow or other stay a little bit in shape. But perhaps I always will kind of say I maybe do it a little bit more so that I can get a second or or maybe even a third piece of dessert. And even, well, look back and it was actually nine years ago that I got hit by an SUV when I was run, out running. And even getting hit like that didn't stop me from running. I still want to get out there and run and, well, get that exercise and, and also have that time to pray and to talk to, to God. I, I started running in 1988 when I was in Mobile. and When I was in Mobile, I'd often run in 5K and 8K and 10K races. And, and I always was thinking, oh, it would be so great to be able to run in a marathon. And a marathon, of course, That's 26.2 miles. I doubt very much that I'll ever be able to run in a marathon just simply because running in a marathon requires running regularly much more than I do the five miles that I run most days. It's very unlikely that I'll ever be able to run a marathon. Those people who run marathons, it's kind of amazing. They can run those races in, some time, in less than two and a half hours, which means they're running 10 miles an hour. That's faster than I run my short runs in, and especially in the last, in the last few years as I seem to be running more in slow motion. But they do all that training to run in a marathon and, well, maybe just think about it, that can be their entire life focus, being able to run in a marathon like that. Oh, back in the 2004 Summer Olympics, there was a Paula Ratcliffe of Great Britain who was the favorite to win the women's marathon because well in 2002 in October of 2002 she had set the world's record for women running a marathon but it was a terrible thing for her. She ran that race and at 23 miles into the race she just absolutely ran out of gas. She couldn't finish the race and Imagine how devastating that had to be for her after she had done all that training and preparation and everything to get ready for that race. Well, the writer to the Hebrews today is reminding us of something that, well, life is actually more than a marathon. It's more important than that race that Paula Radcliffe wasn't able to finish. But he says life is more than a marathon and he gives us that encouragement here, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Life is more than a marathon and, well, the distance we could say is a lifetime. The race requires perseverance and the inspiration for us to keep on running, of course, is, is Jesus himself. The writer to the Hebrews, the God-inspired writer of this letter, is, is an unknown author. There are guesses as to who it might have been. But it was an unknown author who was inspired to write to people who were tempted who were tempted to return to the misdirected Old Testament ways that the people had been followed. The misdirected ways, following the laws and trying to keep the religious requirements of the laws in order to try to get to heaven. And what the writer to the Hebrew stresses, is he says over and over again that Christ's sacrifice on Calvary's cross, that that was the sacrifice, the one for all time sacrifice that paid for all of the sins of the world. And, well, he was saying, you by your efforts, man by his efforts, could never win heaven or pay for sins. That's what the Christ had to do, and did do for us. Our reading, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, thinking about the Old Testament believers, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Oh, if you've ever watched a marathon, maybe you've noticed the strain and the agony that's on the runners' faces as they're trying to keep going, as they're maybe trying to pass someone on the, on the course, or maybe as they're just trying not to be passed on the course. But there is such pain and agony sometimes on their faces. And that strain and agony, what it tells us is that they're really working as they are running the race. They're putting their all into the race. And likewise, what we're going to want to do is put our all into, well, as Paul, as our reading says here, the race God has marked out for us. While we, of course, remember, yes, we want to, Put our all into that race but but as we put our all as we put our efforts into running that race it's not our efforts but it's Christ's work that wins the victory for us but now what is as our reading says the race God has marked out for us well that race God has marked out for us that's our lifetime, our entire lifetime. And our lifetime, what it is, of course, we often refer to that. It's our time of grace. It's our time to you know, be taught about Jesus, to learn about His grace and love, to grow in His grace and love, and then also to share His grace and love with the world. And, well, really, when you get right down to it, That's ultimately the sole purpose that we have in this lifetime for our existence. Because, well, when the end of our lives comes around, the only thing that matters is not the size of our bank accounts or our portfolios. And it doesn't matter if people would look at us and think of us as being good people. Rather, what matters is whether or not we know that Jesus is the Savior who lived and died and rose from the dead for us. Well, since learning about Jesus and growing in his grace and love and and sharing his grace and love since that's the sole purpose for our existence doesn't it make sense that we do as our reading says that we Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. As marathon runners will put their entire focus into running the race, so may we focus our lives on on Christ our Savior and, and what he's done for us. Then we're running as... A reading says with perseverance the race marked out for us and well think again of all of the effort that uh, that some of those olympic runners or just marathon runners in general that they would put into their sport they often trained for well their entire lives until maybe they retire from it of course just for the olympics and that probably explains why well, I never run into a marathon because there are other things that are also a focus for me in my life as a, as a pastor and well just in my position as life. Our, our reading says let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. But what does it mean to run with perseverance? Well It means that we face life's trials and troubles and and we keep on going with the Lord's help, of course, that we keep on going and keep on trusting in our Lord Jesus. Life's trials and troubles, they're described in our text as the Lord's discipline. And sometimes the discipline that we face in this life, it it comes from the hand of God. And sometimes we could say that that discipline comes from the hand of those who would oppose us. But in each instance, what we'd have to say is that what God is always doing is he's always using discipline, that discipline, to suit his purpose of teaching and training us. Maybe in that word discipline you see or hear the word disciple and well we often use the words discipline and punish interchangeably and and our text, our reading does do that too. But actually if you think about the strict meaning of each word here there's a bit of difference because Discipline is teaching to help us to grow, and punishment, the strict meaning of that word is, is making a person pay for the wrongs that he has done. But now what God does is, God does discipline his believing children, but he doesn't punish us. He never punishes his believing children, meaning that he never makes us pay for our sins. He never makes us pay for our sins since he placed all the punishment for our sins already on Jesus. Jesus already, when he went to the cross, he paid for the punishment that you and I deserve because of our sins. Well, actually, Jesus at the cross paid for the punishment of my sins, your sins, and the sins of the world, of course. And that's what the Christ was able to do for us and now because god the father placed all the sins of the whole world on god the son that's why he won't make us who believe in jesus pay the price that jesus already paid for us our reading says my son do not make light of the lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Now, we would be making light of the Lord's discipline if we faced that discipline and didn't end up asking ourselves basically the question, what is God trying to teach me through my trials and troubles? And now the fact is is that God may be sending those trials or troubles or allowing those trials and troubles into our lives because he wants us to, he wants to warn us about some sin that might be in our lives, that might be trying to drive a wedge between us and God, that might be trying to separate us from God. He might be allowing the trials and troubles for that reason or He might be through our trials and troubles just helping us to grow in our faith and to grow a little closer to our Savior and to see how much we need God's help and his strength. Oh, just think for a moment how God allowed all kinds of trials and troubles and almost complete devastation to hit Job in the Old Testament. And it wasn't because of some particular sin in his life, but it was so that Job could grow stronger in his faith. And that ended up being a great blessing for him, that he grew in his faith. So when we're faced with the Lord's discipline, well, our reading says, don't lose heart. And don't start thinking, well, What's going on here? Even God is against me. Because God tells us that through trials and troubles, through the discipline that would come in our lives, what God is always doing is he's always working to bless us, to build us up, to strengthen us, through even those trials and troubles that we face in this life. When our reading says, the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Well here both discipline and punish refer to the discipline that God uses to help us to grow in our faith. The writer to the Hebrews wants us to recognize that as a, a loving parent will make every effort to help his child to grow and to fight against well, sin and and things that he shouldn't do, so also what our Heavenly Father is going to do is he's going to make every effort to give us the training and the discipline that we need in this life. Our reading says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. When it happens that a child is spanked by a parent or loses his allowance or his privileges or ends up getting grounded, well, when that happens, what child really appreciates that at the time. But you know what may happen is that years later a child may look back and say, you know what, my parents by disciplining me like they did, they were showing their love for me and they were helping me to learn and they were helping me to grow. Likewise, it's hard for us when we face life's trials and troubles, when we face God's discipline it's hard for us to always appreciate that at the time but hopefully we'll always be able to say wow God was at work in my life and he did some wonderful things even through those trials and troubles that I faced so that we can actually end up joining the Apostle Paul and saying we also rejoice in our sufferings because We know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So instead of letting life's trials and troubles, God's discipline, instead of letting that get us down or may we look instead to our Heavenly Father, his help and his strength so that we'd grow so that we'd fight against sin so that as it says here we would run with perseverance the race marked out for us our reading says let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Why did Jesus endure the cross? Why did he endure its shame and the opposition that he faced from sinful men? Well, he endured all of that for you and for me for you and for me. He did it to win heaven for us. And he also did it to give us courage and strength that we need as we face life's trials and troubles. Oh, and to also think, remember, Jesus endured so much more than he would ever expect, of us and well Jesus will help us to endure all the trials and troubles that we may face in this life so let us fix our eyes on Jesus and whenever I think about that verse it always reminds me of of the Apostle Peter and when he was walking on water because remember how that story went He had the, well, faith to get out of the boat and to start walking on water. And and as long as he fixed his eyes on Jesus, he was able to keep walking on the water. And, And then what happened, of course, is that he took his eyes off of Jesus and thought about the wind and the waves, and he began to sink. But now when we fix our eyes on Jesus, there is nothing that can sink us. There is nothing that can sink us. Satan, the unbelieving world and our own sinful flesh, they can't harm us in the least. They can't harm us in the least because Think about what scripture says, we can do all things through God, through him who gives us strength. Oh, I've often said I wonder if I'll ever run a marathon, and I really would like to try to do one, but I know the cost would be huge to do it. And, well, if I'd ever be able to try to do it, would I be able to finish the race. 26.2 miles is an awful long way to go. But now we have to say our life is more than a marathon. And that can be a real scary thought to keep in mind. Our life is more than a marathon and all the trials and troubles that we've had to face well, maybe especially in the last few years, they can make life so frustrating and so despairing. However, you and I don't have to fear the outcome. You and I don't have to fear the outcome because Jesus already won the victory for us. So as our reading says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us and claim all of the gold medals that Christ has already won for us. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen and we'll confess our faith with the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism, for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift of grace that we come into your presence and offer true and faithful service. Grant that our worship on earth may always be pleasing to you. And in the life to come, give us the fulfillment of what you have promised. We pray through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In our prayers today, we pray a prayer of thanksgiving. Pat Bodell had her surgery procedure earlier this past week and and the valve repair seems to have gone well, i pray. Lord God, we thank you for being with Pat in the surgery and, and we ask you now to please help her along on the road to recovery. We ask you to do that according to your will. But we especially say, please keep on giving her your grace and love and keep on giving to her and all of us the strength that only you can give that enables us to keep on fighting the good fight of faith, to keep on running with perseverance the race marked out for us that you have put in front of us and we gather up all other prayers we have today as we join in praying. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We'll join in singing our prayer for our country.
1: God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. America, my home, sweet home.
0: Again, I thank you for joining me for worship today. Just a few things to share with you. Well, didn't have it on the calendar, but David and Hannah Wine had their fifth anniversary on Friday. Phil Norder has a birthday on Monday, Labor Day. On Tuesday, Brody Powers and Colleen Webb have birthdays, and Colleen Webb will be 96. Thursday, Marcus Greathouse has a birthday, and Friday, Ray Bodell has a birthday. Please keep looking at our prayer list and praying for the people in our congregation going through different trials and troubles on Thursday we do have a church council and elders meeting that is coming on up I think that's what I have for announcements for you right now again thank you for joining me for worship and the Lord bless and keep you always amen